It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question. Well, hello. So, Dale, we have got quite the special episode today. This is our 100th episode. Holy cow, I don't even feel like I'm 100 years old today. Well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> Even though I am. No, no, I'm just joking. I'm not. I'm not ways to go for that. You're too funny. Yeah. Well, we have got an exciting special episode for our hundredth. Um, but before we jump into that, I wanted to remind everyone of our best question bonus giveaway. And, you know, we had a revelation that we haven't had a giveaway in a while. So some exciting news here. We're going to have a giveaway today in this episode for our hundredth, but then in two weeks, we're going to have another one just so we can kind of catch up again here. How's that sound? Well, that sounds great. Can I put my name into the drawing too? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can, but I think you already own all of your own courses. So (laughs) I think I've become one with all my courses. I I would say that's a definite. All inside. I love it. Yeah. All right. So let's announce our our winner uh, from our drawing for our best question bonus giveaway. This giveaway winner is George uh, for his question on how do I connect with my guides? Now, I don't know if you remember, but that was quite a stellar episode that we had. And so uh, George actually won the drawing for that one. Wow. Congratulations, George. That's yes. awesome. And I do, and I do remember the episode. That was a very cool episode. Mm-hmm. So thank you for the great question, George. And congratulations on your, uh, your winning of your transformational course. Woohoo! Yeah. And <laughs> we will have another uh, giveaway, like I said, in two weeks. So we'll get back on track for those, those uh, giveaways on a more regular basis, as we have promised, and on an ongoing basis. So with that, if you want to be entered into our best question bonus giveaway, all you've got to do is send a question in to us to be asked on air. And you're going to automatically get entered into our best question bonus giveaway, which uh, it's super simple. Just send your question to askdale at askdaleanything.com. That's askdale at askdaleanything.com. And we will, you'll potentially get an opportunity to have your question read on the air, but you will also immediately get entered in that ongoing drawing. So it's a win-win. Got to do it. Come on, participate. Don't just watch, sit on the side, you know? (laughs) All right, so with that, let's get into our 100th episode. Are you ready? Is that a yes? I'm ready if you're waiting for me. The excitement is building. Okay. So... Even though, I that, have no, even though I have no idea what we're doing. You have no idea. That's the fun of this. You never have a clue. I get to pick it right. and just hit you with all kinds of stuff. That's the fun of this show. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> all right. Well, we have a good one for you here. So, you know, there has been a lot of focus on The Matrix, not just The Matrix movie, but the fact that we are living in our own version of the matrix. And with that, we had an interesting question that was posed to us and we chose that to be the topic for this hundredth episode. And Mm. that is what is the matrix? How does it work? And how did it get here? Mm. Well, first of all, the, the matrix is made up of, uh, a structure, just like you have a building who, uh, in the essence of that building is a structure that that building would not be able to stand and most certainly would not be able to weather any kind of nasty weather 
if that building didn't have just a good structure, but had a foundation deep into the earth um, supporting that structure. So similar to the matrix, the matrix is made up of a structure. It too has its own foundation. That foundation in this case, that structure or that foundation goes pretty deep, not so much into the earth, it goes deep into the magnetic grid of the earth. And so this structure, which we're all born into, and now this structure, you, you can't see it. Uh, I mean, you can't see it with your physical eyes, that is. You can't hear it with your physical ears. Um, but for those who are really open in their heart or those who are open in their sixth energy center, as in that know, all-knowing energy center that's right between your brows and the top of your forehead, um, for those of you that are really open, then there's a chance you're going to see it. Now, will you see the wholeness of it? Possibly not. It's too much. Uh, it can be pretty um, uh, alarming, uh, shocking, um, you know, and even somewhat upsetting uh, when you first start to see the structure itself that you've been living in. I know it sure was for me years ago, and I went through a process over a period of time just to kind of get over it before I could even accept it, before I was even able to start to work with it in a way that became more conscious or more responsible and mature. And so, but this structure, it does exist. It's, uh, it's we'll just say an invisible structure. And that structure has a foundation, just like the foundation to a building. So if you think of a building that's 50, 50 floors high, that foundation has to go certain, it uh, um, has to go to a certain level of depth in order for that foundation to support that structure that's 50 floors high. If you go to a building that's 150 floors high, then you get the idea, then that foundation goes deeper. Well, this matrix, this matrix, it too has its own structure. It just happens to be a structure that you can't really see. Uh, and quite frankly, even with a building, you can't see the structure unless you can get inside the walls. You get inside the walls, then you can start to see the structure. If you're there while they're building the building, before they cover up the walls or create the walls and the windows and so on and so forth, right? You'll see more of the structure that's going up. Uh, that's the part of the building between the lane of the foundation and the structure that takes the longest to ultimately create when we're looking at a tangible building. The matrix works with the same laws. And only in this case, the, the, the structure is literally all around you. It's all around you. It's wherever you go on planet Earth. It's all around you. You, you cannot avoid uh, not being in this structure. Um, and especially when you were born into this life, uh, there's no way you could avoid this. There's no way you could ward this off. There's no way, um, unless you were perhaps Jesus. If you were Jesus coming in, a fully realized master at the point of his uh, um, conception, so to speak, that, that's a different story. But that's one out of every, I, I'm just taking a guess now, one out of every 10 billion that that sort of thing happens. That's a very unique situation. Um, whereas with the majority of us, if not all of us, uh, we come in and when we come in, I'm talking about your first breath now in this life, when we come in, uh, we're, we're now in the structure. We're in this matrix. We're in this structure that once again, you, you can't see. Well, maybe when you were a kid, you possibly could see it. And it maybe even freaked you out a little bit. Maybe it's one of the reasons why you woke up at three o'clock in the morning uh, you know, crying your eyes out. Uh, you weren't just crying, you were scared because you saw something that looked very, maybe disgusting, alarming, upsetting to you. Because again, this structure, once you open yourself up again, or once you've been cracked open to see it, it's, uh, it doesn't look very good. Go back to the movie, even I, I, I thought the writers did a, a, just a superb job, especially the first Matrix, uh, a superb job in, in articulating this uh, and then putting it up on a screen where we could all see it. Uh, I, for one, I had just a profound experience the very first viewing of Matrix number one in the movie theater, where by the time that movie was over, I couldn't even move. I could yeah. not physically move my body. I, went, I literally went into the Matrix that day and I could not move. And to the point of where you know how they do the movie 
where like in the movie theater that is, you know, you're at the, uh, we'll say seven o'clock viewing in the evening, the movie's done by 10 o'clock, then they allow a good 20 or 30 minutes for their, uh, for their uh, people to come in and clean up the theater uh, before the next movie runs again for the next showing. And in my case, I couldn't move and including they were in there cleaning and the person I was with at the time, uh, she knew, cause she already knew that about me. I, I had a couple experiences like that prior to this, prior to this period. And so she knew exactly what to do, which was basically keep everybody away from me. And so she did, and she always did a great job at that. And, um, you know, came up with a reason as to what was going on that was acceptable to people around us so that nobody called 911 or nobody called the police or the authorities, you know, so, uh, because in that state, I physically could not move. Um, and it took uh, the better part of a good 45 minutes or so uh, once the movie ended for me to just even be able to get my body moving again so I could literally get up off the seat and begin to make my exit of the theater. Well, uh, the movie, the reason why I had that experience is because the movie was, again, well done in terms of its depiction of this matrix, of this matrix that's made up of this structure, structure you can't see with your physical eyes, uh, the, the foundation or the pillars that go deep into the magnetic grid on the earth go very deep there. It's very complex. It's why to clear this out of our system, um, not that it can't be cleared and not that we're, I mean, we are moving in that direction to have this be cleared in, in, at, at the time of this particular recording of this episode here, clearly we're well underway there. Another conversation perhaps for another time. Um, but that said, this, this is what it's been. And so uh, because it's so well or was so well planted, so well solidified at the level of depth beyond the majority of people's ability to even comprehend. The only way you could really know this, you would, you would actually have to see it. You would actually have to experience it. Um, and if you did, then you might find yourself having a similar experience to that of what I had back when the first movie of The Matrix was released and we went to the movie theater that uh, evening to watch it. And so, you know, that's The Matrix. Now, uh, The Matrix itself um, was created long, long ago. Uh, and when I say long ago, I'm, we're talking thousands of years ago now. Uh, the matrix that you and I have all been participating in uh, to this point in time, uh, this, is not, this is not where it began in this life. Uh, maybe this is your very first lifetime this time around. So for you, maybe it's a, a real new experience, uh, you know, dropping yourself down vibrationally from who it is you really are, because that's what happens when you come in. When you come into a physical form, um, uh, you know, shortly after your parents have conceived you, uh, that you, you drop down in your own vibrational frequency. In fact, you drop down significantly. Uh, I mean, it, that's all part of the matrix. That's how the matrix has been set up. So that you're going to drop down. And as you drop down at some point shortly after your, um, your physical birth, you're going to begin to forget your, you're going to forget who you are. You're going to forget where you've come from. Now this might take a couple of years into, into your lifetime, but nonetheless, this is where you get people that just, they start to go more unconscious. Uh, they begin to forget who they really are. They clearly forget where they've come from. Um, and they even forget what their life is all about at soul level in this life. Those are all, that's all part of the matrix. It's all part of the matrix experience that you as a soul or at soul level, you knew prior to choosing this life, you knew prior to coming in this life and taking your first breath. But again, you know, somewhere in the first few years of life, you, you at least most people, maybe not every single person, but the majority do, they forget all of this. Um, and then from there, they attempt to find a way to, you know, pretend that this is who they are, pretend that this is what they're all about, pretend that this is where they're from. And most of all that pretending is nothing but a whole lot of malarkey. It, 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 it's all false, the whole thing. But then that also produces a false life, which is very common in the matrix because the whole idea in the matrix is to get you and I 
to literally move from our, uh, our most authentic self and come into, at least the way I teach this in my classes, you, you come into a place where you become the false self, only thinking that's your real self. And once you come to that place in your experience while being in the matrix, um, that's it. It's all bets are off now because now you're pretty much convinced that's who you are, even though that's not who you are. You're pretty much convinced that's where you came from, even though that's not where you came from. You're pretty much convinced this is what your life is to be all about. And no matter how you cut it, it's still not what your life is to be all about. The matrix once in and we go unconscious, we become disoriented. In fact, it's one of the first things that's happened. It's one of the first visceral experiences once we're in this matrix, uh, we become disoriented. And so if you think about, you know, if, if uh, you ever had an impactful experience that you didn't see coming, like maybe a serious car accident that you survived through or, or something like that, something that really shocked, just shocked you. It shocked you to the core of your physical beingness. And when that happens, um, you know, anybody who's had those experiences, uh, it leaves you feeling very disoriented, disoriented, like you don't even know where you are. Um, you don't know, sometimes you don't even know what just happened. Uh, you get the idea, you know, if you've ever pulled off on the side of the highway when, when uh, a couple of cars collide and you pull off to go help whoever it is you're about to help. And if, if the shock was great enough, that's what you're going to experience. The person's going to be so disoriented. They might not even know their name. Um, because of the shock. Well, again, I'm, uh, now that I'm using as an example here to make the point of what it's like uh, once we're actually in the matrix, uh, our system is just shocked, just absolutely shocked. Um, and then it's all better off to, you know, what degree of disorientation will you experience and how long will you stay there for? So people that come to my classes, especially, you know, new people that have never heard of me before, and yet somehow, some way, they're inspired to come to one of their first Dale Holloway um, seminar-type experiences, and they come and join us, and it, it's always amazing because many of them, when they come in, they're still operating that level of disorientation, and so much so, they don't even know they're still in, they're still in that disoriented energy. And then if they stay with us for a while, meaning they come to another class or three or four, at some point, the disorientation, it starts to morph. It starts to morph in the best of ways. And then they start to get a baseline again. They start to stabilize again. Because when, you, when you're disoriented, again, go back to the accident. When you're disoriented, I mean, it's all bets are off. Like if you don't have somebody close by to you to give you guidance, I mean, you could get out of your car and be stumbling around and walk back into the moving traffic and, 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 and be hit by it, be physically hit by a car because you're in that disorientation. Um, and so, and you'll see that with a lot of people on the planet, they're still in this place of feeling so disoriented. The problem is they don't know they're in this place. It's, it's one of the first, um, hooks, like as in a hook, like if you were going up to fishing and you had a hook, you know, with a bait, it, it's, it's, it's one of the first hooks that at least in my view and my experience, and I've worked with thousands of people now throughout the years as a teacher, as a coach, as a mentor, and, and including my own experience with this, is the odds are, uh, well, pretty much everybody gets hooked. But this is the first hook. Then there's other hooks after that within this matrix experience. So it dates back some time. Uh, this is what it's made of, as I what I already said. And now we want to take a look at in the, you know, the matrix is what do you got to do? I mean, wh what do you need to do? What do you need to do here? Like, are, are we going to spend the rest of our life in this matrix matrix experience? If you think, if we go back to the movie there again with Neo and some of his colleagues that went before him, um, you know, he needed to be unplugged. He needed to be unplugged from that matrix. And if you consider for a moment the process that he had to go through, now the movie was only two and a half hours or so, uh, but as always, you know, they'll take a, uh, what could be a, a 15 year span of time and condense it down into just a matter of, you know, um, two and a half hours type thing. Uh, 
on the movie screen. So, you know, we don't want to undervalue that. We don't want to misjudge that. Oh my gosh, didn't take him long at all. All he needed to do was find Morpheus. And, uh, but remember the movie is done in, in compressed time on purpose as so they can get the whole movie up on the screen uh, or the storyline up on the screen where when we're talking about our life, um, you know, this again, place of disorientation could go on for five years, 10 years, 25 years, 35 years for an entire lifetime, quite frankly, it happened a lot, um, you know, and, um, and even with myself, I mean, it went on for the first, oh, I don't know, maybe 26, 27 years of my life, um, where I really, I got caught up in it big time. And then even then it took me a while to unhook myself from this part of the matrix. And, um, and that's one of the first and most important things we, we want to learn how to do. If in fact, any of this resonates with us, we want to learn how to do that. Because if we don't learn how to do that, then we're just going to be continue. It'll be continuously this dynamic of the, of us being had as an HAD, us being had by that of the matrix in which we're participating in. We just don't know it's a matrix that we're actually participating in. Well, okay. So first I want to go back to what you said a little bit ago, which was when you first talked about the movie, The Matrix and how it impacted you. Yes. I think so many of us take it for granted how mind blowing it was the first time we saw this movie and mm -hmm. that it, it really resonated with something inside. Like I knew immediately, I was like, oh my God, we're living in this. This is so real. Mm -hmm. And of course you could talk to other people and they didn't see it you know they just thought it was a good movie but so let's go back to what you said about um or i guess that you know the person living in the matrix so let's compare uh what you said about the seminar experience i know i was completely overwhelmed and just like i was so away from my true self and have this fabricated shell, which you teach on. And so what I'd like to do is I would like to take a moment for us to, um, for you to dive into the fabricated shell and how that compares to um, uh, like Mr. Anderson was for Neo. So Mr. Anderson was basically like his avatar. Neo was him as his true self. And so for somebody who, uh, can't quite wrap their head around how the Matrix movie compares to real life. Can you create that parallel to that computer avatar version and then our fabricated shell and how we are so separated from the true us? Well, I think the first piece is to recognize the creation of one's ego, which, you know, when you're on the other side of the veil, you don't have an ego. or when you're back in your home state, vibrationally wise, you don't have an ego. I'll just let that settle in for a moment, right? And yet when you come here, it's just a question of time, you will end up with an ego. Everybody will, or at least almost everybody, right? You will end up with an ego. So just knowing that, it, it lets you in on a hidden secret that when you drop into this matrix, what drives the matrix is the ego. In the movie, if we look at, you know, his opposition, uh, Agent Smith, his opposition was the outward manifestation of his own ego. And, you know, as I've said umpteen times before, and I only say this because I've come across these types of people that have super, super strong egos in not a healthy way. In other words, their ego is controlling them. They're not in control of their ego. They only think they're in control. I mean, I see this over and over again. If 100 new students come to me, of the 100, I already know 95 of them are going to be in this frame. And the majority of those 95 are not even going to know that's what they're doing. 
They've been hoodwinked. They've been, that's another hook in the matrix. Because when you're in the matrix, and more, more specifically, when you're in the lower part of the matrix, which I'm now implying, there's, a, there's an upper part to the matrix. When you're in that lower part, this is where the ego gets created. You cannot have this not happen. For those of us that are parents, your kids, your kids are all going to have to go through this. Your kids are going to create an ego. And if you as a parent are not aware of this, you could end up with a child who's now 17 years of age who has a very strong ego. And if that ego ever decides to go after you, mom or dad, that ego's coming after you. And it's not going to be very pleasant. But see, that's also part of the lower dynamic of the matrix. It's turning individuals on individuals to keep them stuck, to keep them stuck, to keep them disempowered, to keep them disconnected from who they really are. That ego is really the, uh, if, if there was a leader to this fabricated shell that you just um, asked me to speak on, that that's what it is. It's the fabricated shell. This is now becoming, anybody that's living in a fabricated shell has created a false self. When I use the word false self, what I mean by that is all that they've now created, believing that's who they are, is all false. Meaning all of that is not who they really are. Who they really are they disconnected with, we'll say, I don't know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. It was a massive disconnect, massive in the context. Now 30 years have passed and they've never corrected the disconnect. Well, what happens once you disconnect with your true self, and by the way, pretty much everybody goes through this. This is not something special for any one single, single individual here. In order for you to get to the upper part of the matrix, you have to go through the lower part. That's the way this thing has been set up for thousands of years. Now, if you don't know that, which most people don't, right? If you don't know that, then the odds are you're gonna, not, well, we all end up in this lower matrix, but the odds are you could stay there for the rest of your life. Versus the person who literally transcends the lower matrix at a level of beingness, as in their beingness, transcends that level of beingness to a higher octave. This is big stuff now. Back when the matrix first came out, which was 1999, right? Most people were not even ready for this. I wouldn't even teach this way back then because the couple of times that I attempted to, I got... I mean, you want to talk about negative darts. You want to talk about being criticized. You want to talk about people wanting to crucify me. In other words, make me so wrong and make my life so difficult because they just couldn't wrap their brain around it. Talk about still living in that energy of disorientation and not even knowing that they were in this energy of disorientation. So now somebody comes along and starts speaking the truth of how this has been set up. And next thing you know, that person's got to, put some shielding on, or otherwise he or she's going down. They're going to take them out. They cannot even hang with this person. And even though this person is doing nothing other than speaking, think about that for a moment. All they're doing is speaking. And next thing you know, people around him or her are flipping out. Now, they don't think they're flipping out. They're completely in their minds justified that I need to correct this person because he's downright off. And again, go back to the very first movie with Neo, there was a point in the movie. Now, again, this was all compressed. It's important to remember that. It was all compressed. And so, but there was a point when he started to freak out even with Morpheus, like literally freaked out. And he began to push everybody away. And in that, and again, it was a very short part of the movie, but it was all compressed. That piece, usually takes a few years to get through, at least in my experience, not just with myself personally, but with those that I've helped along the way or am helping along the way. This is not an easy thing to do, but that's the way it was set up. 
It wasn't set up for it to be easy. And when I say easy, I mean literally drop into the lower matrix and then find a way to transcend it. So this ego of ours, if that ego has been powered up in my first book in my transformation trilogy called Being Called to Change, I part of the book, a small part of the book, it's a, uh, one of the chapters in there where I, I talk about the seven strategies, the seven strategies of what you do when it comes to de dealing with things like your feeling, your feelings and your fear and so on and so forth. And the first six of them, the only way we do these first six of these strategies, it can only be done on a level of the unconscious. We've got to be unconscious because if you were to become conscious for a short period of time, there is no way on God's green earth could you ever continue to do that. You just wouldn't be able to do it. But therein lies again the hook. The hook is let's get them to go unconscious and let's get them to do things that are not really in their highest and best interest to do. Let's get them to do these strategies. So one of those strategies, for example, is to power up your stuff where you literally feed it, you strengthen it. So let's say you have a fear, right? Instead of clearing the fear, you've been conditioned, you've been programmed in this lower matrix. We all have been until you transcend it. We've been programmed to do that. We've been programmed to literally feed our fear, powered up. We've been programmed to feed our ego. In fact, there's another strategy of these six unconscious strategies that I highlight in being called to change. Another one is what I call worship them. What does that mean? This is where you have the person who literally is worshiping their ego. They've turned their ego into their God. Now it's all done unconscious. When they become conscious of this, when I point this out to somebody and I start teaching this, like in our classes where we really go deep and we roll up our sleeves, some people are just disgusted by this, just downright disgusted. They feel like they want to go to the bathroom and, and vomit. It's because it is once you start, once somebody comes in or something happens in your world that starts to crack you open to just exactly where you're at in current time, exactly what's going on along your life journey in current time. And if in current time, you really are still fully participating in this lower matrix, then guaranteed you're going to be doing these types of things. There's just no way you cannot. Now, the things that I'm highlighting, you're going to do on an unconscious level, because if you were fully conscious, you would never do them. Because if you're fully conscious, I mean, just even to, to your mind, it's going to make no sense. Like, why would I do that? That's like so non-productive or downright counterproductive or maybe even destructive to myself, to my life, right? So this is really, um, again, this, this is big stuff, no doubt about it, when we go here, because this is something that we all get to experience, whether we like it or not. Um, uh, again, just as a reminder, your soul knew this, you as a soul, that is, you knew this prior to taking your first breath, this is what you were signing up for. You, you were gonna land in this place, in this lower energy, the matrix, and, but then you would possibly forget what the greater purpose was. And the greater purpose was you were to transcend it. You were to transcend yourself. So to transcend yourself, what that means is now we got to go face to face with our ego because our ego has been driving the show when it comes to creating this fabricated shell. The fabricated shell is where we start pulling on certain parts of ourselves, And we start to pull, for example, let's say I have a, uh, say at heart, like in terms of my essence, I, I really have a feminine essence. So if I'm going to create a fabricated shell, I'm going to go the complete opposite. I'm going to go and I'm going to pull on my masculine side and I'm going to start to create a fabricated shell based on my masculinity. Everybody has masculine inside of them. And so now we have women who, who, you know, can be very much like a masculine. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. And we have men who can very much be like a woman in uh like energetically and yes and i'm not talking only about transsexuals or transgender or i'm not talking about that that's another conversation perhaps for uh, you know for another time what i'm talking about is we start moving away from who it is we really are we start to move away from our actual true essence and as we start to do that we're creating a fabricated self a fabricated shell a false self 
And that's why by the time we turn 40, if this is how we've been living our life, or maybe 50, our life becomes more unfulfilling. Our life becomes more uh, uh, dissatisfying. Our life becomes more disappointment, uh, disappointed. All those types of things. Well, of course, it's, it's got to become that because at this juncture, we're so disconnected from who it is we really are. In other words, our true self. And so when once I recognize this, and then I also recognize or start to recognize that one of my greater purposes is to transcend this place. Because somehow, some way, you at soul level is going to benefit from that transcending. Somehow, some way, this is going to impact your soul in the best of ways, in the biggest of ways. Your soul already knows this. Now, you maybe forgot it at the level of your personality or at the level of your ego, but clearly your soul knows this. And so then in that, as you start to confront your ego in a way that's healthy, in a way that's ultimately productive and responsible and mature, as you, and then you get better at that, what you're ultimately confronting is the spell that your ego has put you under. You're, you're, you're confronting the, uh, this false self that your ego has convinced you to create over time. This is all part of the lower matrix, all of it, because also in the lower matrix, uh, that's where all of these egos live. You get into the, high, the highest octave of the matrix or beyond, there's, for the most part, there's no ego. Or if there is an ego, it's only a positive ego. It's, everything's transcended. You're literally raising your, your consciousness on a physical level. Everything's changing about you at this point, like for the best. Um, and if you're one of those that has fully transcended this, um, then you're at that higher octave, either within the higher or the upper realm of the matrix, or perhaps, we, or perhaps you've superseded it, which is another place you can go, but you can't, you can't supersede it uh, until you are transcend into the upper octaves of what makes up the matrix. Um, and so, and that's why masters who have gone before us, they maybe didn't use the word matrix possibly when they were teaching this. But the thing that's really obvious, incredibly obvious, that with all of those who have gone before us, who have fully mastered their soul in physical form, um, you know, this took a long time. This took a long time and a tremendous discipline, tremendous consistency over a long period of time. They all had a teacher. They all had a program, um, all of them. And, but again, if you look at everybody that's living in the lower matrix, in the lower matrix, you're taught the complete opposite. You know, you don't need a teacher because you've got it all worked out, right? You can do this all by yourself. You don't need anyone. You don't need any support. You've got it all worked out. That's, that's your ego. That's your ego in the lower matrix. That ego of yours, that ego is connecting with the, there's a collective ego, a collective ego. And the collective ego is made up of all these individual ego, egos within the lower octave of the matrix that at least up until now has been well rooted in terms of its foundation um, into that of the magnetic grid of our earth or of the earth. You know, Dale, this is always such a fascinating topic. I know we had one other episode on the matrix. It was a different question and we kind of looked at it in a, in a different way. Um, but just one question here as we wrap out um, and, and close out this hundredth episode. And that is, um, so like Morpheus to Neo with the red pill and the blue pill, how do we open someone's eyes to the truth of us being in our own version of the matrix? Or is that something we should even be trying to do? Yeah, I wouldn't. It's um, if we go back to the movie, The Matrix, right? So you'll see this that there's also got to be the, the timing's got to be right. You know, you just can't go in and plot. I mean, you can, you can try it, but you're going to create karma for yourself. But yeah, as a negative karma. 
you know, you can't go in and so, so to speak, to use the terminology of the movie, you can't go in and unplug somebody that's not ready to be unplugged. You do that, you're the one who's going to get busted in the chops. Somehow, some way, it's going to come to visit upon you and it's not going to be a very pleasant thing as it comes upon you. Um, so a, a real significant part here is if you're going to be someone's Morpheus, um, let's say, and, and that could be a Morpheus to one of your children or Morpheus to, you know, I suppose your next door neighbor, or if you're, if you're a coach or you're some kind of a teacher and, and you are helping people in this way, that it's really important that you recognize the timing of everything that, and the reason why that's so important is because there's a lot at stake here. Like, you're dealing with things that you might not even be aware of what you're dealing with. I went through a period for some years where the, the so-called matrix here, um, it just was not a pleasant experience. And part of why it wasn't a pleasant experience is because you could say I kind of showed up on their radar and now, now the game really had begun for me. Because the matrix, like your, like Agent Smith is to Neo, the matrix or Agent Smith serves as the opposition. So in the upper part of the matrix, this is seen as actually a good thing. Because if you can weather it, if you can weather it, there's no guarantee here. Because again, I mean, if we really call a spade a spade, we look at the how many people go through an entire lifetime, they... They live here for, we'll say, 85 years, and they never get to it. So it just shows that this is not an easy thing to do. Um, and so in that, that depending on who you are and what you're really here to do, then the, the so-called lower energy, the matrix, um, can spot you and quite frankly, make your life even a little more difficult. Just like Agent Smith was there to make Neil's life more difficult than that of the others that went before him. But then when we look at Neo and what he was destined to morph into, what he was destined to evolve into in terms of serving more people or serving the collective, so to speak, uh, then it then it explains that it explains what's actually going on here um, versus someone else that their job is just basically to transcend it. Their job is to transcend on an individual level, transcend that dynamic within the lower matrix to that of the upper matrix. That's what they're to really be doing. So like if, uh, um, you know, if, if we were all into this together, which we currently are not just yet, but if we were all into this together, what we would see is everybody in the planet in terms of their baseline, what they would be doing, they would all be focused on transcending this for themselves, first and foremost. First and foremost. That's what everybody would be doing. But clearly, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, at least in now time, as of this recording, you look outside of yourself, you don't see a lot of that happening just yet. It's happening. It's happening, you just maybe don't see it just yet. It is happening, meaning there are individuals who are literally transcending this matrix as I speak here today. There are individuals who have already transcended the matrix as I share this with all of you here today, um, even though you might not be able to see it just yet. But it is happening and it's gonna to continue to happen. Why? Not because I say so, it's going to continue to happen because this is destined. This is a part of our greater destiny as a race, as a humanity, to literally have the members of our humanity, the participants of our humanity, to rise up in their own transcending of this lower energy matrix that, quite frankly, has pretty much had full rule over this third dimensional reality for literally thousands upon thousands of years now. 
So again, when I say this is big stuff, this is big stuff now. Now, the cool thing is we've come to this place where it's now happening. <laughs> it's now happening. It can't be stopped. It's now happening. Now, will it happen by the end of this year? Full on? Probably not. <laughs> Obviously, again, we're talking about big stuff here. Think of that big building, right? When a large building that's over 100 stories tall is being put up, what you perhaps can't see is, is the foundation that's being built into the earth and how much time goes by for that foundation to be built into the earth, to be established into the earth. How much is involved to get just the foundation correct before you even see the first floor come up above the surface of the earth, let alone the hundredth floor, right? And so, or the hundred and first floor. So you can see this here that this is, uh, this is big, big, big stuff. We as a race on behalf of the divine have been moving in this direction for some time, even though most cannot see it perhaps just yet, but this is what we're moving. This is what we've been moving towards. This is what we are moving towards. Um, and over time, as in linear time now, over time, th this will become more visible to more people where they will start to see it. They'll either meet somebody in person that's already transcended the matrix and they'll know it because when they're with that person, they're gonna feel something very different when they're in the energy field of that person who's actually transcended the lower matrix versus the other person they just had coffee with two short hours ago that hasn't even begun yet to transcend the lower matrix. You're in the presence of two completely different individuals now. And so, and that's how you might come to know it. Like, wow, who was I just with? Like, I don't know. I feel different just by being in his or her energy or their presence. Like there's something different about him. There's something so different about her. Uh, and then especially if you get to see him again and again, and you notice that it's all consistent. In other words, they weren't just giving you their best look that day um, and uh, not really being the embodiment of it. They now are the embodiment of that and therefore you can see him again and again and again. And every time you see them, you see, oh my gosh, this person's done something that I don't know of anybody else who's accomplished thus far. Because whenever I get around him or her, I just, I, it's just so obvious. And however you're act, you know, however it is that you're accessing information. So, um, so that starts to happen when you're ready to start to see this. And then at some point, then perhaps you could find yourself in the energy of a teacher, coach, mentor, guide that's gone a little further than you have, or maybe even a lot further than you have. But the timing is now right for you to be unplugged from the lower matrix. The timing is now right for you to start your journey in transcending uh, your experience in this lower energy matrix, the lower octave of it, to transcend and literally rise to its higher octave um, and once you start to taste that, once you start to experience that, I assure you, you will never, ever go back. It's, it's, it's just a profound, uh, truly life-altering experience once you begin to get a taste of this in your own physical form, where you feel it in your own physical cells. And you notice your thoughts start to shift, your, your, your own thoughts start to raise in their own vibratory rate. Uh, you start to feel different about yourself and you begin to feel a little different in your own world. And it could be just, you feel a little stronger. You feel a little more stable. You feel a little more mature in your own skin um, in that of experiencing now your own life. Dale, I know we could talk about this topic all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we could. So, you know, one thing I did want to mention to everyone is that you, your next book in the Transformation Trilogy that's coming out uh, in the summer of 2022, just in a couple months here, depending on when you're accessing this, um, this podcast episode, uh, summer of 2022, it will be out. And there is a part where Dell references the matrix and expands on this topic further as it relates to uh, transforming your own destiny. So just wanted to put that little plug out there for the Transform Your Destiny book. And that way, anybody who's interested in more on this topic has that to look forward to. Yeah, I'm gonna go get a coffee. <laughs> 
Well, I think you should. Maybe a giant stack to give out to all your friends. (laughs) I got a copy of my first one. It's right behind me there. Yes, you do. I I got my own copy. You're so funny. Well, Dale, we had a couple of people that added some comments here. Michelle added a a question. David added a question. And unfortunately, we're out of time. So I think that we may have uh, episode number three on The Matrix coming in the near future so that we can address more of these questions that keep getting posed here. (laughs) Yeah, that probably would be a good idea. I love it. All right, cool. Well, I just want to thank everybody for joining us here for our hundredth episode. It has been quite exciting. Yes, <laughs> Jaime says, hey, make it a series. I agree. <laughs> this is definitely the the Matrix series of podcast episodes in yes. the making. Uh, so with that, uh, please do send your question in. Uh, as you saw, George was our winner earlier today, and you can win one of our transformational courses too from the Dell Halloway Library and continue your transformational journey just by sending in a question to askdale at askdaleanything.com. So you can get your question answered, help other people in the process with this completely free resource, and win a course. What a win, 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 right? So anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us here for our 100th episode, and we will see you very soon. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dale's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you, 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. In it, you'll find 12 simple ways explained to you in exact step-by-step fashion that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at D-A-L-E-H-A-L-A-W-A-Y.com forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.